Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the darkest timeline podcast. So you've got me talking about what's been going on recently, or at least recently when it was recorded. 10k running, that's the, the theme of this one. Buying games cheap. Uh, TV series and movies, taking your kids to the cinema. It's all here, it's all in this episode. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you might want to drop and uh, let's just generally get this podcast out into the world. Right, let's get started. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Hello, how you doing? You alright? You well? You good? You good? Good. There we go. That's good. Um, going to say this right off the bat. Don't think this is going to be a long one. Um, been a been a bit of a weird week in the sense that I've been putting a lot of focus into one thing. And because of that, it's kind of taken focus away from everything else, I guess. Um, so, best thing we can do is get started. So, I don't know if I mentioned at some point, but um, I was I was training for a 10K. The York 10K. What I mean by that was that I completely ignored the fact that it was coming up. Worked on the principle that I'd get round to training for it at some point. And then it was weeks away. It was like, oh, it's a month away. Okay, well, you know, a month is still time. I can still train for a 10K in a month. Oh, it's three weeks away. Yeah, I can, I can do it. I can get the lead out. It'll be fine. Um, one of the biggest problems I've faced, um, one of the biggest problems I've faced was that I, I suffered an injury, um, very common for me, especially at big run times, um, my sciatica, which, uh, hadn't been bothering me for quite a while, uh, a twinge of the back and next thing, the sciatica is the worst it's ever been. If you've never suffered with sciatica, uh, I would do everything in your power to keep it that way. If you have, you'll understand that it was it was basically at the point where it was stopping me being able to walk. So the thought of training for a 10K, not high on the list. And that then started the slide towards, is this doable? Now... In the majority of situations, to the point that I can't think of a situation where it would be different, if I sign up to do something, if I say I'm going to do something, then I will do everything possible to do it. Now, I was in a situation where it was very much a case of, um, if needs be, I'll walk it, but it was looking a a bit suspect on the walking front. So we're three weeks out, 
get to two weeks out, the sciatica starts to ease off. And uh, I can start the training. And then, as we know, a couple of weeks ago, I was very unwell. And that lasted days. So I came out on the other side of that with managing to, in my weakened state, managed to re-trigger the sciatica and lost four days of quote-unquote training, which brought us to the week of the 10K, starting with Monday of the week that the 10K is on the Sunday. No official training had been done at this point in time, recovering from sickness and dealing with sciatica, crippling sciatica. So, Monday, I go out, I'm like, right, we need to get three, three and a half miles under our belt. Went out, got uh, 1.8 miles in, the sciatica kicked in with a vengeance to the point that I actually had to walk. And basically from that point on, walked 40% of the quote-unquote run. Um got back home and decided this is possibly this is possibly it this is potentially the point where i have to say no i I, no matter how much i want to even walking it it took me like an hour to do three three point five miles as like this is it it just can't it just can't be that way. I can't be the guy that takes two hours to hobble ten k, but I will. I was uh, I was saying to my brother in law who I was running it with, I was like, "You potentially might have to work on the principle. You're going to do this on your own, and you're just going to have to leave me, and I'll just walk it." But I had an idea, I had a plan, and the plan was to use drugs to get through it. Um, Something you may or may not know is that I generally try to stay away from um, any sort of painkiller, unless extreme cases arise. Uh, A little while ago I had to take painkillers. Uh, because I had a, a wisdom tooth pulled out by a dentist, which I was then informed afterwards that's not how that's supposed to be done. I was in the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. I had to take painkillers for days. Outside of that, I try not to. Um, good few years ago, I got into a system where any kind of pain, headache, take painkillers. Twinge, take painkillers. Slipped into that situation of, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of this at all. But it slipped into a situation of taking painkillers basically to get out of bed, um, because you know you very quickly convince yourself that things hurt. Um, past a certain point, past a certain point in time in my life. I just was like, this, is, this isn't this is it. This isn't what we're doing. So uh, so that was that. And now, 
don't touch them as a rule. Because of that, if there's a situation where I do need to take painkillers, what's good for me is they work quite well and they work quite quickly. So, as I write, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little test. I'm going to take, I'm going to eat half a banana, take two paracetamol, and go and run on Tuesday. But we need to be breaking the four mile mark at this point. So I went out, that's what I did. I had half a banana, two painkillers, out the door I went. Round about the 1.82 mile mark, the painkillers were kind of like, I don't know if they were working or if that was the point where they started working, but I felt pain, but it wasn't pain enough to stop me. It wasn't pain enough for me to have to walk. I could continue running um, and got up to the, the four mile mark. I'm like, okay, for the sake of getting through this run, um, I know that there are stronger painkillers in our house. So the plan was to do paracetamol all the way up to Sunday for any runs, <clears throat> get the distance up, and then basically go with strong painkillers on the Sunday, do the 10K. Decided it was a good idea to still take a rest day from running on Wednesday. I don't run on a Wednesday, so I thought, let's keep that. Thursday, half banana, painkillers, out the door, four miles. Friday, half a banana, two painkillers, out the door, 5.15 miles. Now, anybody who knows will tell you 10K is 6.2 miles. So, the way things were going, everything was on track. Saturday, rest day. Don't normally have rest day on a Saturday from running. Had a rest day from everything. I needed to be as as, as tip-top condition as I could be for the run. So, that was that. We were, we were prepped and ready to go. Brother-in-law came over for it. We got dropped off. We walked over. I was uh, I was representing St. Leonard's Hospice, which I'd, um, I had contact with them about doing the run for them. Um, had my race number. Took painkillers before leaving the house. Took the strong ones. Took paracetamol with me. Went off to the race. Mm-hmm. And that was that was that basically. And we got in in our position and we set off and we ran. And shortest version of this is that I completed the ten k. It's longer. The completion time was longer than. Uh, the first time I did it, uh, but I'm just not in the same sort of position that I was seven years ago. And that that was that, or so you would think. So, um, 
Land's mum, Donna, bless her cottons. She came down to uh, to cheer. To to she popped up at various different points on the run, which was uh, amusing at various points. It's like, hey, there's Donna again. Um, one of the things that she was doing was she was uh, she'd take a picture. Me and Simon would go past, do a little video, capture capture the moment. Um, when I got got finished and stuff, I was checking my phone. I was like, "Oh, look, look, there's all these pictures and stuff." Now, pardon me. The um the bib that Saint Leonard's gave me was blue. Not an amazing colour for me. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a you know a black t-shirt kind of guy. Uh, very much because it hides a lot. Uh, when you're when you're a larger gentleman, it does good for hiding uh, things. Blue bib. Uh, let's let's put it this way: accentuated the lumps and the bumps. So first video I watched, and I was like, "Oh my god, I look awful in that bib." Next thing is photographs. I was like. Oh, those photos are awful. Not the photos, not the photos that have been taken. Me in the photos was awful. It was disgusting to look at. It was repulsive. All I could think was I felt sorry for anybody that had seen me. It it was awful. Then more videos, videos that highlighted that when I'm I'm saying the word running, what I should be saying is shuffling. There was a point that I knew something was wrong. Because my brother-in-law said to me, Oh, man, my, my knee's hurting. I'm going to have to walk for a bit. I was like, you do, you do what you got to do, man. I'm fine with that. So he started walking. And he kept up with me, quote-unquote, running. And after a while, I was like, Something's really wrong here. Because I'm running, and he's walking, and we're going the same speed. <coughs> so these videos came which highlighted that it's not it's not even jogging it's shuffling i shuffle along it was it was awful to see the pictures the videos it was just like what exactly do i think i am doing um, obviously not not the best time. Uh, these photos and these videos, and ultimately I got to the end of it of this process, and I was like, I should feel really good about this. I ran ten k. I set out to do it, and I did. I dealt with injury. I dealt with poor training. I dealt with all of that. I have never felt so bad about doing something that I should have felt good about. I felt I felt awful. I felt miserable. I've, I've I've dealt with today. I've dealt with the, you know what? Sod it. Let's get fat. Because as Bill Burr said, you don't need a trainer to get fat. You can do it lying on the sofa. I'm paraphrasing. Um. I will say this as far as the runs concerned, um, and I don't want to be a negative Nancy. 
but I, I do feel there's probably something that might need bringing up. Um, it's hands down one of the worst runs I've done. I've never experienced a run like that. Um, I do think that they might need to look at some sort of like ruling around people walking and how people walking should step off to the side and allow people who are quote-unquote running to get past. We've got this major bottleneck situation going. It felt super claustrophobic. Everybody's running at different paces. You've got people who are walking that just seem to be, for want of a better way of putting it, in the way. It was, as far as the, the run atmosphere, I I didn't enjoy that side of it. To add to that, we got stuck with these two women. And again, they're doing their own thing, and I get it. But they seem to be doing the walk for a minute, run for a minute. And they had a timer running. So every minute, it beat. And they were obviously faster at running than we were. Not not, not my brother-in-law, but my brother-in-law was keeping pace with me. Faster than running than I was, but slower walking than I was. So once we hit these two women with their thing that beeped every minute for what will have been 45 minutes could not get rid of them. It was physically impossible to get rid of them. It was driving me up the fucking wall. The whole situation just wasn't it just didn't feel great. There was the start where we were all penned in. And I'm like, how many of these people do you suppose are going to get pinged tomorrow? It was... I've never felt that way doing a run like that. It felt claustrophobic. It felt annoying. I've always just run along at my own pace. And never felt like I had to contend with other runners. But this was bad. I I, can't, I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was, why it was the way it was. <sighs> so there we go. Um, a situation that should probably have been a good thing, but honestly, I've never felt so awful. I I felt like I I don't I don't want to run anymore because I don't want people to see me running. I feel like I don't want to work out anymore because what exactly is that what exactly is it that i am doing i'm not progressing i'm not getting anywhere i'm not getting any stronger i'm not getting any i'm not losing any weight uh what what am i doing with my time honestly i have never felt like this about a situation like this I, I just want to give up. I just don't want to do it anymore. Bearing in mind, admittedly, I didn't run today, but I wasn't. I never. I never intended to run today. But I did go to the gym, and I did go swimming for an hour and a half with uh, my older children. Speaking of, me and my eldest have got this this thing at the moment. Um, I've got it in my head that. Um, and I've, I've talked about this before, but I've got it in my head that she should be able to swim um, quite consistently by this point. Um, and she reached a point where she started having swimming lessons with school. 
um, and the stuff that we were doing together just wasn't working but the stuff that she was doing with school seemed to be working well so I kind of was like okay well let, let, let's leave school to deal with this let's leave school to do it because it seems to be working whatever they're doing seems to be working uh, we went swimming today uh, I learned a very 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 important lesson when somebody says somebody being a child says that they don't need a swimming aid like armbands do not listen to that child um this was not there was nothing to do with her this was my fault i should have just taken the bag that had all of the armbands in where three armbands for two children well six armbands but you get it you get what i mean and it wasn't enough um It's, it's this really it's a real difficult thing because I've been I've talked about this before but I've been into swimming since I was little um, but I was I was forced to learn to swim I was forced to learn to swim there was no ands ifs or buts I was learning to swim and that was that that was the be all and end all and it's one of the few things in life that I'm now grateful for. I love being in the water. I love swimming. Um, I'm not very good at it, but I'm. Uh, but I am in other ways. If that makes any sense, I'm not going to win any races, but I can do like funky shit in the pool. Sculling. Does anybody remember sculling? I can do stuff like that. Um. So we ended up in this bit in a bit of a situation with this little sort of deadlock situation where I wanted her to swim and she didn't want to swim. But she never does. She never wants to swim. Um so I had to find a way to motivate her. Um and I was like, I tell you what, if you can swim down there, I wouldn't normally do this, but afterwards I'll I'll buy you a treat from the from the vending machine. So that started out like a bit of a motivator didn't didn't work well um but by the time we left she was able to do what i was wanting her to do and i felt it was an achievement it's these situations where i'm not entirely sure that I handled them right um yeah i don't want to upset but then, where is the balance? Where's the balance in the... You're a certain age and you should be able to do certain things by now. And the fact that you can... It's not great. So, let's, let, 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 let's do it, shall we? Um, I don't know. It's one of those things as a parent, I'm still trying to find the balance. And I don't know if I'm necessarily getting it right. Um, that is kind of is kind of the week done. Like I said at the start, I got I got very little this week because of this whole 10k issue. Um, I was getting a bit, I was getting raggy. Anyone remember that? I was getting angry with stuff because I knew that I was just in this position where I was like, I am, I am not. 
ready for this run. Um, but it has been a bit all-consuming, so that's that. Um, I started to watch The Sandman. Uh, I've watched three episodes. First two episodes were really good. I was really digging it. I was really into it. I was really enjoying it. And then I watched the third episode and I was a bit like, oh, don't tell me you've done that thing where you've front-loaded the series to, to draw people in and then you've just taken your foot off the gas. The third episode was super slow and not a lot happened. And I was like, ah, oh, you, you're putting me off already. Um, one of the things, one of the sort of negative things about it is um, CG heavy and that gets to be a bit of a problem you get like like sort of CG sickness you're just like ah it looks great but none of it's real and you're just a bit like come on Um, but like I say looks good sort of thing but it's like yeah on the screen right now the only thing that's real is that person and I, I question how real they are it's that kind of thing um, this I think it was the second episode of this really sad bit in it, um, but it came good in the end, and that's the important thing. Um, what's nice about it is uh, I quite like the guy that they've got playing the Sandman. I wanted to look him up uh, to see what else he's done because I don't overly recognise him. Uh, one of the bad guys, or the bad guy in it, uh, was in Logan. And I feel like he was—he's a really good choice for it. Um, one of the other things that I really like about it is it's super British, or at least has been so far. Uh, super British, um, which is always nice to see. So I imagine I will stick with that. Um. Something I made a note of, not something that I necessarily wanted to talk about uh, the content, but just the situation more than anything. Um, I've been I've been buying uh, my eldest um, DC animated movies. I'm sure anybody who's listened to this more than once will know. Uh, we're into DC animated movies in our house. We've been picking up some uh, some of the cheap ones. Not that I'm cheap, but when you're buying a lot, you know, you know, there was some weird offer on Amazon. I kept putting some of them in my basket, and it's like, oh, this is six pounds. But when you put it in your basket to pay for it, it's four pound fifty. So I'm like, well, I was going to buy one, but I know I'm going to buy two. That sort of thing. Um, I saw something recently, and I was like, Do you know something? I looked it up a little bit, and I was like, it sounds alright. I went out on a limb. I bought something called uh, Vixen. Vixen is a DC character, a female hero. She, uh, using the power of her totem necklace, she can call on the abilities of animals, uh, which makes for interesting situations. Uh, any DC fan out there, she uh, had a reasonably big role in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Um, got her own show couple of well-known names in there because the guy that plays Arrow in the TV series Arrow and the guy that plays The Flash in the TV series The Flash uh, reprise both roles in this DC animated movie took a punt on it 
ordered it, it turned up, job done. Sure, and I and it very much was taking a punt because I was like, she knows the character, but she doesn't know the character. Like she's seen something with the character in, but she won't know much about it. I don't know about the series. I've never heard of this this series, which they've turned into a movie. So, took a punt. And as with anything like that, when children are involved, was explaining to her that I bought this and thought she might find it interesting. Huge pile of films for for her to watch. I picked up some DVC stuff, picked up um, the second Turtles film, stuff like that. Having watched a trailer, she said to me, to start off with, she was, I was like, what do you think you were going to watch first? She was like, I might watch Turtles, the second Turtles film, because I watched the first one recently, or Vixen. I'm like, mm, that's interesting. Showed her a trailer for it. I asked her again, what do you think you're going to watch first? She was like, Vixen. So we put it on, we watched it, and it was really good. I thought it was really well done. It was enjoyable. Uh, turned out that it was a load of episodes of a TV series condensed down into a movie. Um, but that was fine. It was cool. It was it was enjoyable. Um, took everybody to the cinema. We like going to the cinema. At least I think we do. Long time coming, but we finally got to go and see DC League of Super Pets. The, uh, the Dwayne Johnson... Kevin Hart and others um, DC animated movie but this is a CG animated movie we've been waiting for this film for what feels like a couple of years DC are going through some real problems at the moment um, they've canned a load of films that were made or they're, they're changing films they're having a change of direction at the top of the company DC are really struggling just to find their feet I think um, and to fill some of the void they've moved some films around for release DC Supers was supposed to come out a bajillion times between when it was re- supposed to be released and now but it's finally come out now then, one of the problems that DC has is, and I'm not going to say any any names here because I don't want to get into trouble, but I, tr- I personally believe in my conspiracy theory mind that there are companies out there that will pay hefty sums of money to get bad reviews of DC films out there into the ether. I can't imagine which company that would be. Um... So, DC League of Super Pets had some pretty bad reviews. I think the highest score I saw it get was about a 7 out of 10, which is fine. Uh, But it had some pretty bad reviews. With this, armed with this knowledge, I took the children to see DC League of Super Pets. And was pleasantly surprised. Something I want to get out first. When the film started, it came up on the screen and it said it was a PG. And I went, what? This isn't a CG animated movie. CG animated movie is never a PG. This should be a U or nothing. So I looked at the reason that it had been given... And there was a mention of some sort of violence. And I was like, eh, well, they are superheroes, I suppose. 
turns out not the reason that it had the PG rating. The reason it had the PG rating is that one of the characters' kind of origin stories was horrific. I sat watching it going, really? Really? This is what we're doing? Because this is poof, strong. Outside of that, I was pleasantly surprised by the film because I had it in my head. I was like, oh, they're going to be disappointed because it's not going to be very good. It was really good. It had some jokes in it that even though we were sat in the cinema, I proper laughed out loud at points where everybody else was quiet. And I didn't care. I was like, I am enjoying this film. I don't care who knows that. We're all here for the same reason. I did that like some of the performances were really wooden and obviously that's from a voice acting perspective. I didn't agree with that. I thought the voice acting was fine. Honestly, if you've got kids and it's still the summer holidays, get them down to the cinema to watch watch Supers. It's hilarious. Great story. Great characters. I ca- I can't say enough good stuff about it. The thing one of the things that did disappoint me and this is not about the film having gone see it I said to all of my children did you enjoy it? yes yes I did wonderful would you watch it again? yes yes no I went what? you won't watch it again? no why not? turns out the bit the, the bit that I said was quite graphic was a little upsetting to one of my children. And for that, uh, she did not want to go through that again. I can kind of understand that. Um, honestly, I cannot say enough good stuff about it. I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10. Give you an 8.5 if you want, if you work in halves. Um, I'll be buying it when it comes out, I know that much. And I'll force my children to watch it again. Because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, It's got... uh, For anybody who's into this sort of stuff, it has not one, it has two after-credit scenes. The second one is after the credits, so you will need to stay till the end. Computer games. Anybody who's been listening for a little while will know that I've been really, really, really struggling with computer games. Do I need to remind you of the power wash simulator episode ultimately I've needed a game that I could get my teeth into ultimately I've needed a game that is going to give me everything I'm looking for I need a game to really immerse myself in and I'm here ladies and gentlemen to tell you that it, it has happened and it's not one game it's three I'm a big Sniper Elite fan, uh, but I was aware for a long time that there was another Sniper franchise, and I just never bothered it, bothered with it. Franchise in question is Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. There are one, two, and three. Now then, what I love, as we know, is looking for stuff that's cheap. This is £20. Okay, not in my world, it's not. 
If I can get it for eight quid, <laughs> I'm buying it. If I can get it for 12, special edition, I'm all over it. Um, I say these things because these are actual things that have happened. Um, I made the, I made a mistake. Uh, I, I asked for the third one for my birthday and managed to pick it up for something like five pounds digitally. I was fine with that until realizing that one and two were A, still available, and B, looked super cool. I went, damn it, I've really fucked up here. So I went about a searching. Decided to work backwards on this one. Found Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 should have been 25 quid. Found a website that was selling it for 16, turned out to be a scam. Found two opposing websites. One would sell it to me for £19.95. The other would sell it to me for £19.90. I went, well, it's a 5p saving. Check the delivery. Both sites offered free delivery. I was like, well, I'll just go with the 5p cheaper. Placed the order and then went... Hang on a minute. That's the PS5 version. So I paid 5p less for the PS5 version versus the PS4 version. Can I explain it to you? Do not understand that I ordered it at 10 o'clock at night. By 10 o'clock the next morning, I had a dispatch notification. And the day after, it turned up at my house. I was like, well, this is a solid win. But I wasn't satisfied, ladies and gents. I wasn't satisfied because I found out that Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 1 was still available to buy. Well, let's have a look, shall we? Ah, balls. It's 25 quid to buy. Cool, that's a lot of money. I waited and waited and waited. And then one evening... I decided to go on to the Xbox. I've been playing a lot of Xbox recently. I go on the Xbox. There's a sale. 80% sale. Let's just randomly have a look, shall we? Got down into the S's and... Oh, what's this? Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 1. The only sniper game that was in the list. Went into it. Oh, uh, should it be £25? Yeah. Do you want 9 quid for it? Yeah, you do, don't you? Interesting though, because I can buy the special edition of it for £12, or if I didn't already own it, I could have had the first one and the third one as a bundle for I think it was £20. As I, I'll go for the middle option, please. So I managed to get the special edition version for £12. So I started playing it. Started playing the first one. What a roller coaster it's been. Uh, it's taken me days and days and days, but I've actually finished the first level now. The levels are very much broken up into giant maps with individual um, objectives. Those objectives can take you days. I'm not joking. Days to complete. And that's me because I'm shit at games. Um, took me to the point where I finished the first level bought a load of upgrades to realize that my sniper rifle had a zoom 
Yep, completed the entire first level, took me about a week and never realised that I could have zoomed in on the sniper rifle. I knew that you could adjust the height, but yeah, you can also zoom in. That's fun. Something that's super weird about it as a game, you get like a, a like a mission intro, which you can't skip. Now I get the reason for this, because you spend days doing the same mission and you probably want a bit of a reminder, but the intro is really long and you can't skip it at all. After about the third time of this happening, I was like, I'm bored of this. Um, I haven't played many games like this. I, I truly believe that it was too hard for me. But in actual fact, it's all about learning the mechanics. There are a lot which doesn't help. But if you're willing to dedicate the time and the effort and replay stuff over and over and over again, eventually things start clicking and you can start getting those sweet sniper shots. Um... Very much like when I played Splinter Cell, and I'm going to get bitten in the ass for this because I'm very much... I'm only on the second level, so I can guarantee that I'll go and play it in a bit and I won't be able to do it, saying that this is this is what I was looking for. Um, but I've got three of them, so if one of them's not right, maybe the others are. Um, it's very much a game that's, that is con- consuming me. Uh, it's one of those that I get up on a morning and I'm like, oh man, I really wish I was playing Sniper. And then I go off about my day. Um, but this is very much what I need from games at the moment. I don't know 100% why that is. I might have an inkling, but this probably isn't the forum for it. Speaking of buying games cheap, recently I had an I had an urge to play an old game. 360 era game. I think it got a remaster around about the PS4 era. Um, But every time I looked at it, it was super expensive. Uh, Saints Row 4. That's right. You heard me right. Saints Row 4. There's a new Saints Row coming out. That's not the reason. The reason I wanted to play it is because the one way you get superpowers. And you can jump all over the city with superpowers. That was the only reason I wanted to play it. Could I find it at a reasonable price? Could I? Hell. Again. Super weird. But the other day, I put the Xbox on. No, that's not true. I had the Xbox on and I was about to go to bed. And I turned the game off. And on the main screen, Saints Row, huge sale, up to 80% off. I went into it and I could get Saints Row 4, the remastered edition. No, that's that. That's Red Faction. Uh, the re... whatever it is. Remaster, basically. For £4 something. Uh, that included Get Out of Hell. Which I own on the PlayStation. I was like, screw it. I'm buying it. £4.87, I think it was. Two games. Bosh. Uh, so I've got a little bit of a play on that. I've played it loads of times before. Uh, the, the annoying thing about that game is that having played it multiple times, you know that you have to get through the beginning of the game before you get into the the superheroing side of things. Um, I'm now in the superhero side of things and just running around. Uh, I let my kids have a go on it. 
this afternoon. Don't think they were overly impressed, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, weird things are occurring at Circle K. Uh, all these cheap games that just randomly appear out of nowhere when you want them to, or when you least expect it. That's it. Not maybe as short as I thought it would have been, but it's still a short one. Um, thanks for thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here. I do appreciate you. And uh, I'll catch you next time. So there we go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another one in the bag. Thanks for listening along. Thanks for watching along. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for like, share, subscribe and comment if you're doing that sort of thing. Do feel free to drop any reviews you want to drop. And uh, if you fancy checking out our website, check out ours. It's cookiecast.com. We've got some social media links and email button. You can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. I'll see you then.